Welcome to Mac and Cheese, <laughs> Mac and Cheese, Mac and Cheese, Macaroni and Cheese Cheddar. <laughs> Mac and Cheese, Mac and Cheese, Ayn Rand. Enjoying life, and uh, well, we're here to have ourselves a randy old good time and fun, and I'm going to try and turn this into an eventually a seriously decent podcast that slowly does a decent deconstruction. I'd like to send a quick thank you out to the No Agenda Show for borrowing their uh, stuff. Check them out, No Agenda Show. I'm your host, John Overall. With me is... The Cranky Old Bastard. I'm the host, you're the co-host. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I'm speaking first. That makes me the fucking host. You can you're, start doing a goddamn You're the intro. dick sucker. Yeah, blow you. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to. Oh, so desperately. Good God. I can't even believe when I really be, want to do that. Fuck. Be the best sex you've ever had. I really hope everyone can understand sarcasm. <laughs> if they can't understand sarcasm, they should not be on this show. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. So anyway, as we do the deconstruction of shit that pisses of uh, pisses us off, um, material that is interesting, news and information that is just go, what the fuck is wrong with the world today? We're going to try to do this in an excellent way that uses lots and lots of sarcasm, sometimes just a little bit of vitriol and, uh, well, definitely not safe for work. So if you're at work or someplace where you've got very small ears listening, put headphones on quick. <laughs> this is your last warning. Yeah, we, we curse a little bit. No, fuck. And <laughs> hey, we don't curse at all in this fucking thing. Oh, fuck no. Not at least. Curse okay. us? Fuck never. No. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to jump into it today, and we're going to head right into the... Uh, the anal cavity. The anal cavity <laughs> We're going to start with an article here from Vogue magazine. And these guys here, this is actually in Teen Vogue originally. And uh, the problem with this here is uh, some people are a little pissed off about it, and I can sort of understand it, considering it's directed at young teens. Um, But I don't know, man. Come on. Teens are having sex. We know this. Teens have sex. Teens have sex. We know this. Young teens have sex. So Teen Vogue published a controversial guide, and a lot of people can't deal with it. It's a guide to anal sex, and it covers the pleasures of it from both perspectives male and female and anal sex can be enjoyable folks i'm a giver so i give it to the girlfriend receiver too no i'm not a receiver that's your job anal sex has just never excited me in the least (laughs) anyways so they published this guide by a sex educator and people have fucking lost it yeah pretty much That's, that's about it um the the author is gigi engel and it's aimed at teens, beginners, and all inquisitive folk. So it's not just aimed at teens. Anybody who's interested in anal sex can get a copy of this. Um, and it deals with the appeal of anal when you have a prostate. That's for you guys out there. If you like to get pegged or you like to insert things up there. Um, it also covers if you don't have a prostate for the girls out there and how it can be enjoyable. Okay. Oh, and I got error if I... 504, Gateway Timed Out. Hmm. Oh, you must be having a tough time getting to their website. <laughs> must maybe, be. Maybe they don't like you. Oh, uh, no, same thing. Okay, so let's go back to the first page. Um, the people, <laughs> the people, of course, who are getting pissed off at this are the Christian right. Um, many have complained on social media about the article, and an article, article has been published on The Stream, a Christian website. It says, wake up moms and dads. It reads, a magazine produced for your teenager, teenage daughters is giving them explicit instructions. It also adds, 
It's teaching them to be used to used by a guy in a very dangerous way for his pleasure and satisfaction. It's giving the clear mes message to every teenage boy that it's perfectly acceptable to sodomize a girl, to use her, even physically hurt her for the sake of an orgasm. It also takes aim at gay sex, of course. Um, it's it's it is glorifying as good, normal, and healthy the harmful practice of homosexual sex. Well, guess what? This was around long before people fucking... Oh, that's homosexual sex, you know? It, guys do it when the girlfriend's on their egg. They do it because it's a different feeling. Girls do it because it feels good, you know? Some girls like both holes filled at once, so you've got a dildo and a dick, so... But... Whatever thrills them. And it's, I'd rather have my kid coming to me and asking me than learning the hard way. And if this is going to help my kid learn when she's, or he is old enough to indulge in this, then more fucking power to it. People are missing the point. It's giving out safe, sane, consensual advice. It's not telling them to rape a girl up the ass or rape a boy up the ass. It's telling them how to do it in an enjoyable manner. And it goes into, as I said, the appeal of anal when you have a prostate. For those of, pro those of you with prostates, being on the receiving end of anal sex can be a great experience. I can't speak from experience. First of all, what is a prostate? The prostate is a gland near the bladder that produces prostate fluid. One of the main elements in semen. So, of course, this is directed to you boys out there. <laughs> okay. It's located just in front of the rectum and can be simulated with a toy, finger, or penis. It feels like a solid, small bulge. It feels good to have your prostate stimulated. It's one of the reasons receiving anal sex when you have a prostate can be very enjoyable. You can even have a prostate-induced orgasm. Now, this is why guys like pegging. This is why some guys like to have a girl stick their finger up there and tickle their prostate. It can make you fucking come like nobody's business. Let's see if we can get on to page two yet. Oh, you should be able to. Uh, no, I can't. So what's page two say? What's that? What's page two say? I don't know. I've skipped it. I've already left it. And well, While you were talking about it, page two really doesn't do much. It just has another uh, diagram there talking about uh, the anal sex. I've kind of jumped over to... Uh, to the article that come through from another website and what they're talking about uh, on it. And they're talking about a little bit about uh, how, well, it's not a bad thing to be talking about it. and But they've got some of the uh, some of the, the feedback and tweets that were kicked out. Nope, that's not. That's it. That's it. There's really not much on here. You know, either you, either you like anal sex or you don't like anal sex or uh, you uh, agree that it should be in a magazine or you don't agree what it should be in a magazine. You or know? in a porno flick. You know, Anal is something that if you don't like it, don't do it. If you like it, do it. But they also recommend that you use a fucking condom. Well, you should use a condom with anal yes. in, in particular because of... Uh, unfortunately, fecal matter will be encountered while having anal sex. And also, you know, some girls complain that it tastes shitty afterwards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a okay. big problem unto itself. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing on our list for sex we're dealing dealing with different categories now folks we're actually trying to categorize 
what we do here. Well, yeah, we're going to try and, like I said, we're going to try to make this a real uh, honest-to-God show that uh, doesn't just randomly bounce around, but bounces around through different categories so that we can sort of get to discussing these things when we can and stick it, we stick within a, within a zone. So we've got an article here from, uh, oh, who is this one from? Uh, it's from Brett Bart. Brett Bart. There you go. It's a Breitbart article. Yay for Breitbart. Wonderful right-wing stuff. Yeah. Sometimes propaganda, sometimes actually pretty good, pretty good interesting material. At any rate, this is an interesting article. You won't see this out there. LGBT group threatens Johns Hopkins over a study on homosexuality and transgenderism. And this is a really interesting case of agenda politics uh, eclipsing science and they the right or left, the left loves science. The science is in. America's largest LGP, LGBT group has threatened harm to John Hopkins University if it doesn't censor the scientific findings of leading scholars on the origins of homosexuality and transgenderism. In a recent study entitled Sexuality and Gender, Findings from the Biological, Physiological, and Social Sciences, researchers from Johns Hopkins found that there is virtually no scientific evidence that people are born gay or transgender. Yeah, that must have pissed them right the fuck off. Yeah, I mean... Anyway, here's uh, something from the study. the study. The study was published in the New Atlantis, a Journal of Technology and Society, so it's actually a real honest-to-God study, folks. I actually did sort of skip through it. I'm not going to go through it here, but you can check out the uh, screencast and uh, go check it out. It's the first link in the uh, article here. Now, at any rate, what they've done is they've threatened to sue John Hopkins uh, University if they don't uh, remove this thing or censor this. Which is fucking stupid. I mean, they're using the same tactics as Black Lives Matters. They're using the same tactic, tactics that they've always used. If, they, it, it's, if, it's, if, it, if the science is in, and they believe it's science, then of course they need it to be published when people or other people are wanting to try to crush it. But when it's science that goes against what they have to say, oh my God. Yeah, and it, it's the same with Christians and everybody else. If it doesn't suit your agenda, then you don't want it. But, you know, it makes no difference. If you're gay, who cares? If you're straight, who cares? If you're trans, who the fuck cares? You know? Uh, it goes back to that fucking argument about, well, you've got transgender people using the women's bathroom when they're really men, and they're, they're spying on my little girl. No, the people you got to worry about are the ones wearing the little white tab on their collars that are going into the male bathroom checking out your little boys. But there's an interesting article on the side that we're going to get to when we come up to some other stuff. About a female golfer. Uh, let's see here. What was it? Oh, the HRC Foundation. So, oh, if 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 here here it is. This is what the uh, HRC HRC uh, Foundation, the Human Rights Campaign uh, Index, has begun rating hospitals with a numerical score this year. Will eval evaluate whether hospitals' practices reflect re responsible citizenship. Read LGBT friendly. If Hopkins leadership refuses to censor the study, its healthcare equity index score will be reduced substantially, the LGBTQ group stated. So they're not threatening to blow the place up. Let's no, get that straight. But they're, they're threatening to, you know... Hey, that's kind of funny. 
Let's get that straight. <laughs> the science is in. Science. There you go. All right. So at any rate, this is this is just a small sampling of what happens when the left sees shit that counters their agenda and their narrative, and they don't want it out there. They go after the place that is putting it out. So be aware of that. Come on. Use your brain. Think. Don't well, just take everyone's word for it. Go do the research. You can actually go look up this study. It's quite an interesting study. Kind of, uh, kind of goes against the grain of what they were been preaching for the last quite a while. I mean, the executive summary of this uh, study here in itself is uh, actually as part one: sexual orientation, the understanding of sexual orientation as innate biological fixed property of human beings. The idea that people are born that way is not supported by scientific evidence. So, so. This is, this, is going to, this is going to counter that narrative that has been pushed down our throats for the last uh, half decade or more. But, of course, you know, there's going to be another study that turns around and says it is. Mm, yeah, but see, that's the whole point. Every time there's one study, there's always an opposite study somewhere else. So you you got to look at all the info and make your decisions. And, you know, make an informed decision. And um, it, it's like that vaccines cause autism argument. A guy published a phony report that he later said was phony. He did it just to make more money from the people and said that autism is caused by your immunization shots for measles, mumps, and rubella. Yeah, well. Okay, my question is, would you rather have a child that's autistic or a child that's dead? Trust me, I can speak from experience. Yeah. Autism isn't as hard as a lot of people think. I'd rather have my autistic kids than have dead kids because I got my kids immunized and you can jump down my throat all you want and I'll tell you to fuck right off because this study has been proven to be false. There's been so many other studies that have proved it wrong. Just like this study, there'll be other studies that come out and it's going to go back and forth, back and forth and people are going to make their own decisions. They're going to, whether they make an informed decision or not, people are going to push the fact that, well, you're not born gay or they're going to push the fact that, well, you are born gay. Doesn't fucking matter, you know? As long as you're safe, sane, consensual, and consensual being the biggest one here, you know, if, if I'm out and with some friends and a gay man says to me that he finds me attractive, I'm going to say thank you very much. I'm straight, but thank you very much for the compliment. It's all in how you deal with it, people, not how... Everybody else is going to deal with it how you deal with it. So do you want to be the asshole that goes, get away from me, you fucking faggot? Or do you want to go, hey, man, that's cool, you know, to each his own? Well, let's uh, jump from there and let's jump into some political crap. Let's oh. go to politics. Politics. So I guess we could start off with the city of Halifax. Oh, yeah. Let's start with the city of Halifax. Um. <laughs> Again, bowing to public pressure. Of the left. Hang on. Where did that one go? That one's not in here. It's the top link. Commentary to letter of prime minister. No. The, on my page, it's the top link. Okay. Offensive and disgraceful. Protesters cheer city of Halifax shrouds Cornwallis statue. Is that in politics or under everything? It's under SJ, SJW crap. Oh, well, see, that's SJW. That's not politics. This okay. is that, that one there is an SJW issue. Social uh, justice warriors. You want to go to okay. social justice warriors? We can go well, to social fuck, justice warriors. Well, fuck, we're there. Warriors. Let's go there. All right, let's go to let's go to social justice warriors. 
Everyone loves social justice warriors. Yeah. Now there's a video clip here that you can be seen, that can be seen, and it's about protesters yeah, we'll bring bitching about Cornwallis. Okay. For those of you who don't know, Cornwallis was a British officer, and he founded the city of Halifax. He also has a town named after him. He also has a had a military base named after him, where all the recruits at one point went to. If you're recruiting the Canadian Armed Forces, you went to CFB Cornwallis. Okay. Over in England, there's places named after him. There's statues erected to him because a man did a lot. Now, he did fuck up. Okay, and well, beyond fucked up, but that's well, not that's not the point. We're people are judging him by today's standards. Yes, he he did say he ordered a. <sighs> A bounty on offered a British reward or cash reward to anyone who killed a Micmac person. Okay, now the British were at war with the Micmacs at the time, but people are now protesting because of the statue erected to Cornwallis. Sounds okay. kind of familiar, doesn't it? To something we covered a couple episodes ago. Yeah, the rewriting of history. And, you know, you, you can bitch all you want, but it, it's still going to be the same thing. He founded the city. He was very important in the history of Canada. You know, let's, let's take a quick peek at the video here. Bring it up and get it started. Got to wait for the uh, commercial. Okay. Anyway, you can babble for a moment. Well, you know, it goes back to... Here we go. Oh, commercial. We'll mute the fucking commercial. I am muting the commercial. Okay. The Oka crisis, okay? Bad shit. The provincial police of Quebec fucked up big time, and the Mohawk warriors took things into their own hand and blockaded bridges in and out of Quebec City. The Canadian forces had to be called in to help keep the peace. It caused a lot of bad blood between the Canadian forces the Mohawk warriors, of course, there's still bad, bad blood between the Mohawk warriors and the provincial police of Quebec. And I don't blame them because those fuckers are racist. Yeah. And they're racist to everybody. They are. All right, here's the video. Let's play it. Edward Cornwallis, the most controversial man in Nova Scotia. For many, his is the face of genocide. Like I wanted to bring him down next to them. I'd like to see that statue come down. They talk about reconciliation. If they want reconciliation, they have to have truth first. Debate over this divisive figure has been building for years, and those divisions were on full display today. Some people showed up who don't agree the statue needs to come down. I have a voice. I don't have a voice. Come come you do. You're, you're missing out some words. You're missing out white supremacist, Nazi. You are. Goodbye. Uh, subhuman. Whatever. Bigot. I don't need He's upsetting to me and my people. We're here in peace. To get rid of something that's offensive. There are people scalped and beheaded on both sides. It's just, it's unfortunate. I'm not against them. I'm absolutely not against them. I'm for me. I'm for, I'm for my history. This is my history. As things calmed down, the city made a gesture of compromise by covering the statue. The mayor, who was on hand, chose his words very carefully. When they asked if there was help that the city could provide, I said yes. Some people may not like that. I understand that. Uh, we didn't need council direction on it. In my view, it was about safety and uh, peace. It was more like a rebirth 
of our people who, who have felt oppressed and who felt that they were voiceless. And today they had a voice. While the covering was a compromise, the protesters here today say the statue must be taken down by October. That's Mi'kmaq History Month. But the mayor says that's not necessarily going to happen. The city is forming a committee to decide its fate. Among the options, moving Cornwallis to a museum. Have, both sides have to be prepared to listen to each other and see, can we find a way to make this a good thing? After it was over, the city took the tarp off, but later, some people came back and wrapped the Cornwallis statue up again, making it clear that the debate is far from over. Carolyn Ray, CBC News, Halifax. There you go. So, now, I saw that, and I originally thought, how long do you think it's going to be before they go after the statues in Victoria? <laughs> How long do you think it's going to be before they go after the statues in every major city? I mean, you look at it like we talked, we touched on this briefly back when uh, uh, I started talking about them yanking the statues down in the, in the south, in the states. And, yeah, you do. And the thing is, what people are doing is, yeah, granted, some of the way history and the way North America was created was very brutal, but that was the brutal area era that was in and by destroying these characters of history these generals these leaders these people who did things who were memorialized for the good works they did they weren't memorialized he wasn't memorialized for sending out a bounty on scalps he was memorialized for creating the city you know for setting laws in the place you know the reason that people have the ability now to get out there and protest and yank those statues because down of him is because of people like that. Yeah, the people who fought for those things and granted, yeah, the way they fought, yeah, not all that good. But people are judging them based upon the standards we have today, which is the wrong thing to do about history. You're supposed to look at your history and understand it. You want to add something to the statue and say, yeah, he also was responsible for this. That would help people to understand. He did this good. He did this shit. How are people going to be judged a hundred years from now on the way they do shit now? Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's our problem. We're looking for repeating some of the stupid history right now. And, you know, on one of those people that you heard talk actually made a good point. You know, there are scalpings on both sides. That's the thing. A lot of stuff happened on both sides of every encounter. So now, if you see someone wearing native garb, you can say that's offensive because, you know, my ancestors were scalped by your people. Oh, but then they'll say, but your ancestors invaded us. Well, guess what? If you want to go back to the way it was, I guess you just want to live in teepees and not have cable and not have television. Give me your fucking uh, cell phone. Give me your car. Give me your new work, work boots that have never been used. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. But see, that's the, the point. The point being about this is the fact that history is something that we need to look at, learn from. Don't try to hide it, bury it, move it all into some museum somewhere where it can't be. But one of the big things I saw from this, especially when they attacked Cornwallis, is we have numerous statues like that throughout the Victoria era of men that... Uh, who am I thinking? I'm hanging Begbie. Begbie's a big one. Cook? Cook? Captain Cook. Captain Cook. He's very prominent. Captain Vancouver? And Vancouver. They were not exactly nice guys in dealing with the First Nations people in this area. You know. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to... That this sets off precedence for this to occur throughout everywhere. This is going to be quite interesting. 
And again, I hearken it back to what what started in the South a little over six months ago. Well, I mean, people are now protesting the show The Dukes of Hazard and the movie The Dukes of Hazard because the General Lee has a Confederate flag painted on the top. <laughs> yes, what know. the fuck, people? Because they look at that flag in the wrong manner. That flag does not represent racism. It is the battle flag of the Republic. And it wasn't the, the war, contrary to all the hype, the war was not about uh, um, slavery. The war was all about states' rights. Well, let, let's look at this from historical end, okay? Those who win the wars write their histories. And everyone, the winners always write the histories. Except and they in, get to rewrite the histories as they win even further. Unless you're the U.S. Then you write it as, well, no, the British and the Canadian troops did burn the White House. <laughs> well, they just don't bother. They, yeah. they, well, the U.S. didn't win the War of 1812. So they, didn't, they, they wrote the history the way they wanted for their country and yeah. wrote it for ours. Yeah. We just didn't want the United States during the War of 1812. We let them keep it. And, you know, they failed to mention the fact that, oh, well, we want our independence from Britain. But they failed to mention the fact that they only won it because of the French. That's right. That is. If not it hadn't been from the French Armada blocking off the harbor and British troop ships not being able to get out to get more troops or get in with troops, the U.S. would still be a fucking English colony, yeah. which... The way it's going wouldn't be a fucking bad thing. <laughs> no, nope. I'm not so sure about that. The shit I hear out of England, sooner or later we'll start covering shit from Europe. Oh fuck. So yeah. So anyway, this is this is a social justice warrior piece of crap to me. You know, virtue signaling to the nth degree. My I'm I, I'm offended. My ancestors were this. My ancestors were that. Yeah. Well, my ancestors come from five different parts of the globe. So I'm a little bit of fucking everything. First Nations, Scottish, British, uh, American. You know, it's like everywhere. So should I just be constantly offended? I, I guess that would be my problem. I'd be constantly offended because my ancestors come from such multi-areas. And you can bet that the vast majority of people protesting now, when you look at that video, you look at quite a few of them, you say, yeah, there's no way. They're pure micmac. No. You know, it's like... Hardly anyone is pure bloods anymore. But let, let's take a look at the look at it from this angle, okay? If it hadn't been for colonization, they'd still be at war with each uh, each fucking nation That's amongst right. themselves. They'd be killing each other and taking slaves and taking slaves and taking prisoners and stealing wives and but raping that, the women and that, killing the children. That, you know? that went on. That went. That went. That that those things happened here on the island. Yeah, and uh, sorry, but guess what? There, okay, Maple Bay, here on the island, there's a part of Maple Bay that you cannot legally go diving in, because it's a native burial ground oh. from. Uh, a native war where they killed them and just chucked the bodies off the fucking cliff. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah. We'll have to look that one up. We'll cover that in another episode sometime. Yep. Okay, so let's then move let, on. Let's jump into the one here about the entire police force to take sensitivity training after an officer misgenders someone he pulled over. Okay, I haven't read this one yet, so it's well, I'll up give to you. you. I'll give you a brief rundown on it because originally I was, I was, I thought it was going to be something that I was going to just go after like uh, nobody's business, but you know they sort of do have a point on this one. Okay, this one here, transgendered man, well, transgendered female started out as a dude, now officially a female, and he still looks a lot, or she still looks a lot like a dude. Let's face it, 
it's kind of hard when you look at it, look at her picture. Every time I look at her picture, I want to go him. At any rate, cop pulled, cop pulled her over, got the license. It says female on the driver's license. And the cop, what, whatever shitty attitude went back and forth, the cop decided, well, for this, you are a male. Now, okay, the cop should get a little bit of trouble for that one because if it says female on the fucking driver's license, it's a goddamn female. It means the state has uh, identified that person as a female. So, but anyway, because of that, the entire police force has to take um, sensitivity, sensitivity training. training. Now, I don't know if it, it should have gone that fucking far, but... It's punishing. It's like what's going on in Halifax. Punishing everybody else because of one person's that's right. bad attitude. One person's bad attitude, everyone else. No, the one person with the bad attitude should have been punished. I mean, this officer should have been forced to do sensitivity training or whatever they're going to put him through and say, hey, look, if it says female, it's a fucking female. Okay. It doesn't matter if it looks like a dude. Now, I'm going to bring something like this home to us because mm -hmm. here, I've, I've got friends who are transgender. Yeah. Okay. And it's not up to me to judge. I First of all, it, it's not up to me to judge. But they go up to the hospital and this has happened to a couple of people I know and they're having problems, the hospital looks at them and goes, well, you're transgender, so we won't treat you. We know it's wrong, but you're transgender, so we won't treat you. Does it say transgendered on their paperwork? I'm just curious. Does, does their paperwork say male or female, or does it have the wrong sex on it? Nope. Uh, okay, so they have the right sex on the paperwork. Yep. Does it say transgendered on their paperwork, or do they I, walk in there and say, hey, I'm transgendered? No. Um, so it will, it will show up in the medical records, though. Oh, okay. Because they... they get, oh, they would have had to go through... They've got access to their medical records. Yeah, okay. I, I so, yeah. for them to turn around and say, well, we won't treat you because you're transgendered is a slap in the face. Well, that's just wrong. Yeah. You know, these people, they've gone through enough yeah. choosing to have that operation. Choosing to change their sex. Not a, not a decision you take lightly, I think. No. And I've got a very close personal friend who is running for office down in Seattle who's transgender. And he deals with this on a daily basis. Yeah. But nobody fucks with him because once they find out who he used to be and why he used to be, he was the women's karate champion in the States. They don't fuck with him. Oh, okay, yeah, not a problem. More a nicer person you you don't want to meet because like there there isn't anybody nicer. But this this guy is very open and honest. He's running openly as transgender in the city of Seattle. So if you're in Seattle, you want to make sure that you cast a vote that's going to count for everybody. Okay. Um, do I mention his name? If he's running openly, you can. He, he's running openly. Okay. Mac McGregor. Mac S. McGregor. Um, I encourage everyone to vote for him. He doesn't just run on the rainbow rights, as he calls it. He runs for everybody. The little person, he cares more about the individuals than he does about the corporations. So if you're going to vote in the Seattle election that's coming up, at least cast one vote that it's going to work for you. Because this man will work for you. And he's brought to light a lot of what transgender go through. I mean, and I hate the, the term cis. Hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, that that clip yeah. right there. That's what I do when I hear that word cis. Yeah. I roll my eyes and I drop my head. Okay. You know, but as somebody who was born a a white heterosexual male, I don't know all the stuff that these people go through. And this person has put that out there and he's told me some of the stuff that he's gone through. And the surgery to go from woman to male, female to male, is harder than to go male to female. Okay? And well, I know people it's, it's on both to, ends. It's harder to build a pole than to dig a hole. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I, I once saw this comic who was saying he had a transgender friend. And the one question he wanted to ask was one question you couldn't ask. Just how gifted did the doctor make you? Yeah, that's it. Mac turned around and said, well, hang on, I'll pull the anaconda out for you. There you go. All right, well, that's enough with that one there. Okay, and let's move on to Lacey Green. No, let's move to Harvard first. Oh, I didn't see Harvard. Let's go to the Harvard. Let's go to, let's go check out Harvard removes the Puritan reference in the alma mater song to be more inclusive. I don't see that one. It's the last one on the list. Uh, no, I got watched so much stupidity. You must not be in the SAW crap. I'm on the main page with it, so. Yeah, it's somewhere way down. Just search for Harvard. You'll find it. At any rate, <clears throat> after 181 years, Harvard is seeking to eradicate a reference to the Puritans from its alma mater song. Okay, there we go. And according to Breitbart, the University Presidential Task Force on Inclusion and Belonging, which, belong, which, which sounds like a title Dr. Seuss and George Orwell collaborated on, recently unveiled its plan in order to promote inclusivity. Fuck it. I give up. <laughs> Not inclusive here. All right, the plan involves revising the last line of the song that currently reads, Till the stock of the Puritans die. Well, it might actually be the stock of the Puritans are all dead. That's why this is happening. I think the word you were looking for is inclusivity. That's what I was looking for. Inclusivity. Inclusivity. Yes, there we go. It's okay, folks. New tongue, he's just breaking it in. Yeah, that's it. But the women are going to love it once it's working well. Okay, this isn't the first time a, the song has changed in the name of political correctness. In 98, they changed the first line to be gender neutral. Now, yeah, this is a, uh, you know, just roll your head and drop it. And, yeah. At any rate, this is another example of SJWs and uh, the uh, all-inclusive, let's sit around the campfire and sing Kumbaya and toss out all of our history just for the simple expediency of letting everyone feel included. Here's your participation room. Here's your participation uh, medal. Yep. You showed up. Here's a good boy. So at any rate, this is its just insanity. You see this happening place after place after place. I mean, they're still currently they're still trying to change the, uh, the national anthem for Canada to remove in, in, our, in all our son's command. Yeah. But fortunately, Canadians uh, fought back against it and refused to change. But they'll, they'll bring it out again. And then they'll, they'll want to remove the word God because, you know, not everybody's got the same God. And that one yeah, is more see, offensive to me than sons. But when it says God, it doesn't say which fucking God no. it is. And if it really upsets you, add an S. Add or an think S, of, man, be God. Think whatever. of God as an acronym for good orderly direction. Actually, God stands for gold, oil, and drugs. Oh, 
That's what runs the world. God oh. runs the world. Gold, oil, and drugs. I thought everything. I in the thought world, pussy ran the world. Well, yeah. Right now it seems to. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sure it, it is at the moment. But uh, well, at any rate, though, this is just one of those wonderful examples of social justice warriors going over the deep end. Now. Why don't these social justice warriors go after some of these like exclusively black? Oh no no no! That, that's against the narrative, man. They 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 need to be allowed their safe space, excluded and safe, just like all the women's spaces. You know, you know. Heaven forbid you make the make the idea we should have a men's club somewhere. I I, I want my safe space for a privileged white home. Heterosexual male. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would gather quite a few uh, protesters around that. You get all the feminists, the Black Lives Matter, the Brown Lives Matter, all the other lives, lives that matter. matter. Yeah. You know, but and yeah, white, white heterosexual males. They don't matter. Okay, so Lacey Green. We're gonna drop in the Lacey Green now. All right, Lacey. Hi, Green. Lacey. Hey, so Lacey, Lacey Green. I'm I'm actually kind of liking her these days. She's a sex education vlogger. She's been around for about seven or eight years. She's she was super super active in the extreme left. They loved her. Absolute feminist. The feminists loved her. Everything she did, she could do no wrong. Up until about four months ago, when she made the audacity to go, "Hey, what if we talk to the people on the other side?" No, you can't do that. Yeah. That was her big mistake. She wasn't suggesting chain sides. She was saying maybe they might have some ideas that are worth exploring and talking about. And, of course, one of the things she did recently is she released a video, two-part series, talking about how there are, are only two fucking genders. Drug or alcohol addiction? Oh, heaven forbid. Have you tried Male, female. at other recovery programs? Now, as someone who has relatives that were born with both sets of genitalia well, i i can see that there it's not a binary world okay in in that respect you but know, you know what the you know what the percentage of that is in the population Those i know are the anomalies okay we're talking about the population as a whole we're not okay. talking about the anomalies those are anomalies in okay. the population anomalies but let, let me everywhere. finish what okay. i was going to say all right if you present to me as a male mm-hmm I'm going to treat you as a male. I don't care what plumbing you have. If you present yourself to me as a male, I'm going to treat you as okay. a male. If you present yourself to me as a female, I'm going to treat you as a female. I don't care what plumbing you have. Okay? It doesn't fucking matter. So the, I'm judging world. I'm judging people by their actions, mm -hmm. not by their plumbing. Yeah. Okay? I present myself as a cranky old bastard or an asshole. And I get treated like that. People love me. People hate me. I don't fucking care. You know, it, it's not that big of a fucking deal, people. You know, if you present as one gender, you'll get treated like that. If you present yourself as an asshole to me, I'm going to treat you as an asshole. Okay? I'm not going to walk up to you and go, yeah, brother. Yeah, we're both assholes. I'm going to go, fuck you, you goddamn opinionated cocksucking bitch. I, and I'm going to walk away from you. Yeah. If you come up to me and say, hey, you know, I'm transgendered and I don't really agree with your point of view, but I can understand it. Great. You know, let's have an open fucking dialogue. Show me where I'm wrong. Well, true. But, you know, but unfortunately, people don't have the balls to do this. 
They don't have the balls to treat people on their own merits. They want to compartmentalize each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And they, well, you're dressed as a woman, but you've got a penis, so I'm going to judge you for that. Or you're dressed as a man, but you have a vagina, so you can't really be a man. So I'm going to judge you as a freak of nature. No, judge people by their fucking actions and their deeds. Well, there you go. That makes it a binary world. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it makes does. it, it. You're treating them. You're treating them as the sex they present. Well, yes, but I'm also treating them on their actions. No, oh, there you go. So it's a. It's not binary. It's a singular world. You, you're either okay. I guess it is a binary because you're either you're, a fucking jerk or you're not. You're either you're either a jerk or you're not, and that's the thing. Is that at any rate, one of the things in this article here, this one here, I did catch a bit of it at one point. We won't go into the video because I won't know where. I can't find the spot in the video for it. But in her second part of her video, uh, Lacey Green here was uh, going on about a tweet that was sent out by a trans rights uh, blogger or an advocate. And, uh, well, the tweet was... The tweet, treat, the tweet was quite... Um, um, well, not what's where I'm looking for. Um, divisive. Um, no, it, it was uh, something. Anyway, I'll get the words in my head. At any rate, the tweet itself suggested that uh, those that have problems with transgendered, uh, transgendered women who haven't lost the male genitalia, just let them rub your rub rub their dick and balls up into your face till you get to like it. Okay. <clears throat> you know, some of the. Trans people I know, there's one girl I know, she's fucking drop-dead gorgeous. She was born as a guy, but she's fucking drop-dead gorgeous. And if you ask me, would you sleep with her? I'd say yes. Because she's fucking hot. Yeah. Better have the plumbing, because other than that... Mm. Well, she does have the plumbing. Well, but, if they have the plumbing, then they're yeah. female to me. But as a straight male, I'm not going to go to bed with somebody who has a penis. That's pretty much the problem. And yeah. This is the thing: is if you, if they've transgendered but haven't removed the male genitalia yet, they truly haven't transgendered yet. No, they're they're still they're still they're, they're still in transition. They're still partially men at the point at that point. There. Yeah. Here it is. Here's the tweet. The tweet. The tweet was: Have your trans girlfriend rub her balls and dick on your face until you realize how awesome it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know, dude. She said Jones was never telling trans people to force himself onto cis people. She yeah. was just defending herself from an internet troll. Well, she's got to do a better job of it. That's the problem. She 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 hit it the wrong way. <laughs> but at know, any rate, some more stuff. Uh, you know, go check out Lacey Green stuff. It's interesting to note how yeah. how once she took the red pill, she realized uh, almost immediately how badly they were going to claw and drag her back down into the bottom of the bucket. It's like a bunch of crabs in a, bu in a bucket, bottom of a bucket, and one starts to escape. The rest reach up, grab its legs, and yank it right back in the fucking bucket. Yeah. Okay. So she's having troubles getting out of that, uh, out of that bucket of feminist world and uh, social justice warriors as she tries to develop her brain and expand her mind and realize that while she still says she's a feminist and wants to be feminist, she's now expanding her mind to allow other options and other opinions into it. Good for her. So, okay, now let's move on to politics. Politics. Misspelled on our it's curation. politics, man. It's misspelled to politics. Politics. Okay, politics. so let's start with a, the commentary, a letter to the 
boy blunder. Our boy blunder. Yes. Prime Minister Boy Blunder. All they could talk about was his ass and his abs when he was elected. Yeah. And his hair. Don't forget his hair. Oh, fuck up. So, this is going back to Omar Qadar. Okay. Now, what people don't realize is the Boy Blunder, when we had Canadians who were held hostage and executed, beheaded by ISIS, said, we do not negotiate with terrorists. He didn't say that. It was the previous prime minister. Um, did it actually was him? Oh, that was said him? Was, it was, was him. He sitting, was he sitting in parliament at the time? Yeah. And um, I don't know if he was prime minister at the he time. He wasn't prime minister because he's only been prime minister yeah. for two years. This goes back a few years. But uh, he said that we don't associate, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay. And... Um, He, it goes on, this letter brings up, it oh, starts off, man. Dear Mr. Prime Minister, do you remember the names Robert Hall and John Ridsell? Rid if not, it may, be not, may not be entirely surprising. While planning your next adventure, Jenny thought there. After all, not long ago, you mused, you mused on a U.S. TV entertainment program about it being time for Canada's first female Prime Minister. Let me remind you about the family of Mr. Robert Hall. I speak with both. I speak with Mr. Hall's sister, Bonice, and cousin Gord quite often these days, both on and off air. I haven't yet had the opportunity to connect with Mr. Ridsell's family. However, last weekend, just days after you approved a $10.5 million payout for Omar Qadar as compensation for the violation of his charter rights, Canadian, and in brackets, Canadian CSIS operatives sharing information they gleaned from Qadar interview when they, their American, with their American counterparts. Bonice Thomas and Gord Bibley joined me on, an air, on air and spoke freely of how you, your government has mistreated their family during Mr. Hall's captivity. He was captured just off, off an island from the Philippines. The Philippine government was ready to back the Canadian uh, rescue mission. But they didn't fucking do it. Okay, they left two Canadians to be fucking decapitated by a terrorist organization. Yeah, yeah. So, then they give a known terrorist who has never relinquished his ties to Al-Qaeda $10.5 million. And as I said last week, where the fuck do you think that $10.5 million is going to go? Do you think it's going to sit in his bank account or do you think it's going to go to Al-Qaeda? Uh, that all depends on Option B. Option B. Anyways. Um, Option B is most likely, but if he was smart, he'd just fucking disappear with his 10.5 million and not bother being a terrorist anymore. Yeah. Anyway, but, we actually, there's actually a video clip here about uh, Trudeau and uh, the uh, comments on the Canada does not, pay, does not pay ransom to terrorists. Yesterday, Canada is committed to working with the Philippines and international partners to bring the group responsible for John Ridsdale's murder to justice. What specifically does that mean? First of all, let me reiterate uh, our outrage at the uh, cold-blooded murder uh, by terrorists of uh, a Canadian citizen. Uh, our heart goes out to uh, John Rizdell's families, obviously, who are going through a terrible time right now. Uh, but also, uh, our thoughts go out to uh, uh, Mr. Hall and his family. 
obviously, they are very, very concerned for his safety as he's still, and, uh, and the two others, as they are uh, still in uh, terrorist uh, hands. Uh, and uh, we need to make sure that, uh, given that this is an ongoing situation, um, you know, we uh, be very careful not to get in danger uh, with uh, a release of information or speculation on, uh, on the situation. Uh, but I will uh, emphasize that Canada is determined to bring these uh, terrorist criminals uh, to justice and we're working with international allies and uh, specifically the Philippines uh, to ensure that uh, indeed uh, these uh, criminals, these terrorists, will be brought to justice. I do, however, want to make one thing perfectly crystal clear. Canada does not and will not pay ransom to terrorists, directly or indirectly. Bullshit. And there are very direct and concrete reasons for this. First of all, all right, obviously... We'll need to hear the rest of the speech, but that sort of counters the fact that they paid out that ten point five million, doesn't it? It does, and what people don't understand indirectly going to terrorists. Yeah, but what people don't understand, from another point of view, is a slap in the face to every person who's ever put on the uniform. Now, I've because I've been outspoken about this, I've been called a racist. Yeah, that's what happens. By other veterans. That's what happens when you when you speak out about anything that's controversial. When they when they get down to the point, it's like when I win an argument with you and you just start calling me names, the moment they're calling you names, you've won your fucking argument. Because they have no other place to argue. No, they don't. And you know the fact that it's coming from other veterans oh, yeah. who have to fight to get what they need is an insult. Yeah. I don't care if you think I'm fucking racist. I'm not racist. I hate everybody fucking equally. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm serious. I, I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care if you're Mexican. I don't care if you're Irish. I care if you're an asshole. You yeah. know? And I hate everybody the same. The niggers, the cakes, the Jews, the spicks, the wops, the mix. I hate them all. Mix are the fucking worst, man. Because, you know what? Mix. Everyone is an asshole at one time or another in their life. So, to give this asshole $10.5 million because his charter rights were violated, well, what about the people that were killed because of the IEDs he made? Or the people who've lost their legs and have to fight to get a new fucking wheelchair and have to prove every fucking year that their legs haven't grown back? Yeah. So, anyways. Well, before we before we leave Canada, we got a couple more pieces here on Canadian politics. Let's take the one of Trudeau says fighting Qadar was a losing proposition and could have cost taxpayers up to forty million. You know what? I'd rather spend the forty million beating the fucker than giving him ten and a half. A dollar seventy nine would have solved that fucking problem. Yeah. Well. That's the cost of a bullet. Yeah, but anyway, but this is this is one of the interesting interesting intrigues and in how he's working hard to to justify the payout. You know, so it's an interesting article read of about uh, how they said if we continue to fight this, we will would we would have inevitably lost. But estimates range from thirty to forty million that would have would have ended up costing the government. <clears throat> 
I don't know how we would have inevitably lost, but... Well, they've lost cases like this before. So the precedent has been set. Mm. But it was never against a known terrorist. Charge him with treason. That's what he should have been charged with. And he should have been. He sh technically, he should have been charged with treason under the... Uh, under the charter. But then people say, well, he was 15, so he would have been charged as a young offender. He still would have been treason. Treason yeah. does not apply to young offenders. Oh. Treason is excluded from the Young Offenders Act. Oh. And also, if you've done things right and charged him to the, the UN courts. Well, that's where he should have been charged. But He would have spent a lot more time down in Gitmo mm -hmm. and uh, he would have been sentenced to death. Well, that one there. Now we've got one more. From Justin Trudeau, and a wonderful way, sarcasm, catch the sarcasm, wonderful way that he is spending $20 million of our Canadian taxpayer funds. Guess where it's going? To the Clinton Foundation. Yay! I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Fuck. <laughs> I thought the Clinton Foundation died when... Uh, Hillary lost the election, but I guess not. Especially with people like Trudeau giving them money. And it's like, what's the fucking point of giving that bitch money? Because the Give money it. that goes to the Clinton Foundation never finds its way to anything useful. <laughs> they collect, they collected millions and millions of dollars for Haiti. And fucking, they've still got nothing in Haiti after that massive earthquake. Except dis, uh, dysentery? <laughs> What's the what's the the shitting the shitting one? Dysentery, huh? diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> and well, that was, I mean, and that was brought to him by the UN. Thank thank the UN for bringing that to them. But you know, Trudeau, the boy blunder is a natural laxative because mm. he, when he when he spews forth his verbal diarrhea, it just makes you want to go and squeeze out some of your own. You know, he he's worse than his father was. His father was a fucking deserter. Mm. And um, when it came time for him to go into active duty from being in the reserves, he cried, Daddy, I don't want to go. I took the paycheck, but I don't want to do the job. And guess what, Pierre? Guess what, Justin? Put your fucking ass on the line for a change. Mm. Let's see you send your kids into hostile territory. See how fast they get what they need from maybe Veterans Affairs. Maybe they'll build statues yeah. in honor of these dudes here after they yeah. take down Corn Corn Cornwallis, who yeah. actually was a person on the front lines. And here, here's here's something for you. A family member of mine has who served 21 years on the guns in the artillery has been told that that is not responsible for his hearing loss. 21 years of firing fucking howitzers is not responsible for his hearing loss, oh. even with the gun protect, the ear defenders that they give you, must have been the rock and roll concerts he spent all his time at. Now. Yeah, must have been. You know, it's your old age. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh, military. All right. Well, that's enough of the Canadian crap. Let's jump into a little piece of commentary here, and the irony here is so <laughs> fucking thick you can cut it with a fucking knife. Oh, it's it's hilarious. When okay. I, when I read this, I, I burst my guts laughing. All right. Surprise! Women's marchers Hired. That, that are going to march and protest against the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and for gun control, hired <laughs> armed guards to protect their protest. Okay. It's like, it's like you look at you get, don't they see the total hypocrisy 
no. in this thing at all. It's like, oh god, they are really fucking that goddamn dumb. It's it's just incredible that they can be that fucking dumb and ignorant. Oh, you know, we we yeah. want to have a safe a safe march, so we need armed guards to help protect us while we go protest against the NRA right wing extremists who love their guns. We need the gun toting dudes to do that for us, and of course they have the right to carry the gun. So it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. No one is safe unless everyone is safe. Real men don't need guns. Loaded guns under beds are bad. The NRA doesn't respect women's rights. The NRA is full of bigots, etc. Oh my God, where to start? Um, the stupid. It hurts the brain, okay? <laughs> the stupid beyond hurts the brain. Oh, no one is safe unless everyone is safe. Hmm. You know, if everyone's got guns, a lot of times everyone's quite safe because they're afraid the person. You know what gun. we need here is the arrogant worm, worm singing. Wouldn't it be great if everyone had a gun? <laughs> <laughs> if you get yourself an automatic weapon, I'm going to get a super automatic weapon. Well, if you get a super automatic weapon, I'm going to get a super duper automatic weapon with CD-ROM drive. Oh yeah. <laughs> CD-ROM drive. Ooh, the, the the mind just fucking boggles. But you know. Look, I personally, I, I know lots of people here in Canada want to see us be able to have open carry I or concealed carry. I would love to even make it easier to get guns here in Canada. But countries with gun control like ours have lower crime rates. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Per capita? No. And gun control works so well. Go over to Vancouver. You see how well it works. Oh, I, I'm not going to argue that point because gun control is a fucking joke yeah okay the the only safe gun is a gun that's completely unloaded and disassembled that's the only safe gun it's the only safe gun but back to the back to the gun control thing and lower crime rates no lower crime rates happen where communities are willing to accept the standards and work well go over to vancouver talk about lower crime rates there no and also they're gun control, which works so well, go to some of the major cities and tell me about their lower crime rates. The reason we live in an area with a lower crime rate is one, it's smaller, and the people here are more willing to live within the confines of the law. And, and if some things happen in a few years, we're going to have we're going to have the same sort of problems and issues with crime. Lower crime rate does not equate with gun control anywhere. Even where there's gun control, crime rates are not always lower. Death rates by guns are are a lot lower because the criminals try not to use guns because they never know who's going to have one on them. Well, you you look at England for the longest time, and even today, the bobbies, regular street bobbies, don't carry firearms. No, they don't. And for the longest time, the underworld and the the police had this agreement not to carry firearms. But that that would be that would be criminals with what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity. Integrity. I mean, criminals are criminals, but criminals actually have their own set of rules that they live by. And but the thing is that they had they had whether a written unwritten agreement, they had agreed to keep the crime the crime world probably kept their peoples under control and allowed crime at certain points in certain areas. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you only get low crime rates when the people are willing to work together to keep them in control and keep it within means of things that happen. Gun control was not the reason for that. Okay? 
gun control just prevented murders by guns. And go look at England now. Take London, where they've got a really bad crime rate now. Yeah. And they've still got gun control. Yep. So it's like they're not correlated. There's no correlation between gun control and crime rates. Now, loaded guns under beds are bad. Yeah, they should be kept underneath your fucking pillow for easier access. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if it's under the bed, then you got to roll out of bed. You got to get under the bed. You got to pull it out. And if it's a, a rifle, then you're truly fucked because you got to bring it all the way out and then bring it up to bear. Yeah. Keep a fucking handgun under your pillow for fuck's sakes. Then, that way, you know, if the wife snores too much. <laughs> yeah, or she'll reach over and pull it out from under your pillow and take care of your snoring. Exactly. One of the two are going to happen, you know. Oh, you want, you, you fucked my sister, did you? Here, bang! So, at any rate, this is just, the irony there was so thick. I just couldn't believe it when I saw that. Like, oh, really? it, it was hilarious. Um, the fact that, and you can see these women marching, and they've got armed security people beside them. Now, I've worked personal protection jobs in Canada and in, in the States, and I've never carried a fucking gun. <coughs> no, they just tend to do so more in the States. Yeah. Um, real men don't need guns. Hmm. Well, how the fuck are we going to compensate for small penises then? <laughs> <laughs> um, the NRA doesn't respect women's rights. They're not there to respect women's rights. They're there for gun owners. They respect gun owners' rights, and they don't give a fuck what sex you have. That's pretty much it. And the NRA is full of bigots. Well, so is the uh, yeah. so is the left wing or the left wing feminist marchers. They're but, full of bigots but too. But Ted Ted Nugent is not doing anything to help that argument. Okay. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world, and you will all surrender to. So you you've heard the song "Cat Scratch Fever," yeah. I've written my own version. Ted Nugent's batshit crazy. Yeah. Oh yes, he is. Yes, he's batshit crazy. Need, he's a Republican. You need to lay out some music for us. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go on to another one here. We've got a beautiful one out of Seattle to just oh, really. Which one? The Seattle woman, councilwoman, objects to hosing the excrement covered sidewalks because it's. Get, wait for it. Racist. Okay. Um, I don't see this. Uh, just search for excrement. I'll just go to the politics one and... There you go. Da -da -da. Seattle Councilwoman. Okay. So, posing right. excrement covered sidewalks because it's all right racist. now this is becoming a problem in many places in the states well we'll, we'll we'll just get a little backgrounder on this one real quick we'll start with san francisco san francisco and you can blame uh um silicon valley for this one is the homeless people at one point in time in san francisco they had a bunch of porta potties in an area for the homeless to use well people shit everyone shits i don't care who you are you shit everyone takes a shit you eat you shit that's what we do no politicians don't how do you think they become full of shit? <laughs> Eventually, some of it's got to leak out. The body will only hold so much. At any rate, San Francisco started this, and then they, uh, the guys in Silicon Valley area, they were like, oh, my God, because they had offices downtown or whatever. They said, hey, it's ugly having these homeless people hanging around this area. We don't want them here. They're hanging around all the porta-potties. We need them to go away. Well, instead of working on a homeless problem, they said, well, let's get rid of all the fucking porta-potties. Well, guess what? The homeless didn't go away, and they still had to shit. 
So what they do, they start shitting on the streets. In fact, San Francisco has what's known as a poop map. We'll bring that one into another show. You can go to the poop map, and it's a website, poopmap.com, I think, and find all the locations in San Francisco where the shit is located on any current day because people locate the shit and they put it up on the poop map so people don't have to walk through the shit. I guess Seattle's starting to have the same problem. Shitty. It's shitty. <laughs> yes, it is shitty. And this one here, the Seattle councilman who's come out against an effort to hose the sidewalks to wash the excrement off outside of the local courthouse. Okay, first of all, it's wash and it's excrement. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't bother correcting me. I won the argument. That's right. Still, fuck you. <laughs> the area around the local Seattle courthouse is known to include a shelter for homeless people and other social services for the underprivileged people in town. But it, it contributes towards the unsanitary, potentially frightening, well, I guess frightening, it reeks of urine and excrement. <laughs> Very good. There you go. I can't be trained. When they, when they came to the courthouse, you know, people are afraid to walk in because they got to walk through all the shit. Well, they decided they would get out there with Power washers and wash that shit down. Wash. You're stuck with that one. Anyway, they're going to wash that shit down. <laughs> and two of the court judges uh, were urging local government to fix it. Well, this council member, Larry Gossett, objected to the idea of power washing the sidewalks on the troubled area because it brings back the images of police using hoses against civil rights activists. Seriously? Oh, for fuck's sakes. I'm pretty sure the hose from a power washer looks completely different from the fire hoses of the civil rights days. <clears throat> oh, my God. So, anyway, that's the that's the whole statement here. And they're arguing it in their city council whether or not they should get out there and wash down the uh, crap. And then one is, and then the suggestions. I love the suggestions from the, fa from the uh, comments post. The first one was, well, hand him a bucket of water and some fucking rags. You know, Victoria has two outside bathrooms. Willie, I thought we had like three. Uh, that I know of, there's there's two. There's one there, down there's by downtown. where, where I know, I know was. Two, I know of two downtown. One of them's only a urinal, though. Yeah. And the other one is down by Bastion Square. Yeah. And, yeah, I applaud the city for putting those out there. Best thing the city did to help keep the street clean of shit. Yeah. Now, the problem I have is going in there and finding used needles. That is a problem because they will always look for a, a enclosed place where they don't be bugged while they're shooting up. And uh, for some reason, the the needle users are not uh, intelligent enough to clean up their fucking needles when there's a disposal box right there. Yeah, it's too fucking hard to put it in the disposal box. Yeah, they really that that one there is I, I get I, I get it's, you can only do so much with people. You can like you can lead a lead a horse to water. You can't make them fucking drink it. Oh. Uh. Seriously, people, grow the fuck up, okay? You want your shit, your streets lined with shit? Really? They would prefer their streets lined with shit than to provide outhouses for the uh, homeless. Okay. Uh, it, it makes no sense to me. I want to jump now over to our Facebook page. All right, let's jump into the, our Facebook page. Let's go with everything you need to know about millennials. Oh, great video. I kind of laughed at it because... It's the attitude of a lot of millennials. It is. And, you know, it, it's true what they say. It's all about me, 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 me. Let's play it. 
As a millennial, I'm part of the most advanced crop of humans that our species has ever seen. I love to go out and meet up with friends so we can all sit together looking down at our phones and message other friends who aren't there with us. I like my friends' online personas better than their in-person personas, so I don't associate with them in person anymore. And I can say with confidence, I have literally never held eye contact with anyone. How old am I? I'm 55. According to my birth date, I'm 33, but as a millennial, I don't identify with that age. And it's discrimination to think that I'm as old as my age. I order something off Amazon, it pisses me off that it takes until the next day for it to arrive. I mean, what kind of BS is that, that I have to wait almost 24 hours to get my new cold brew coffee maker? I have 87 voicemails that I haven't checked. And I won't because I'm appalled when people call me without texting me first to see if they can call me. It's so inconsiderate. All right, we got to pause here just because, you know, one of the things we got to do to keep ourselves within copyright is we have to pause these things once in a while <laughs> to uh, make comments on them to say, yeah, this is the reason we use this shit. So we can comment on this idiot. Now, this idiot here, that, that last one there is so fucking true. I know millennials that... I'm a person that likes to talk to humans. I don't like to text. I prefer to call people. I'll send out a short text like okay or time or place, but I won't have fucking conversations in my goddamn text. Now, we do have to say that this video is very tongue-in-cheek. It is tongue-in-cheek, but the sad thing is, is it's almost true. It's very true. Like, it goes on... We won't spoil it, but it but goes no, on with other stuff. We'll like, continue on here. We'll continue on here. But we just need to, you know, stop on some of the real poignant ones here and make some comments on them. The one on the, the emails, that gets me too because they don't answer their fucking emails. They don't, all, if you don't text them or contact them through uh, Snapchat or something else, it's like they don't, you don't fucking exist, which is why I don't exist to a lot of fucking millennials because I refuse to do it. If they don't want to get hold of me properly as a human, well, fuck them. All right, off we go. Sorry for the interruption. I just thought the world was probably wanting an update about how my diarrhea is doing. Oh, we need to stop Someone there. spiked my lunch <laughs> with gluten yesterday. Yeah, we need to stop that right there, yeah. Okay, unless you have celiac disease, you're not gluten intolerant. It's not, it's not about the gluten. The gluten bit was added in. It's the fact that, yes, the world wants to know how my fucking diarrhea is going. You know, it's like I know people like that that put their whole goddamn life on Facebook. Oh, so do I. And on Twitter and whatever. It's like if I log in and I go read their feed, I can know pretty much everything in their life. And what's really funny is sometimes I run into their partners and I go, so how was so-and-so? And they looked at me like, how do you know? Oh, your partner put it all up on Facebook, dude. The whole fucking world knows, not just me. Yeah. So I know, for, I know some people like that, and it's really unfortunate to, that they need to share their entire fucking life in that way. And anybody who knows me personally can find out anything they want through my partner's yeah, Facebook, because she posts everything. There you go. There's one of them. All right. He, Keith's in the bath, bathroom. His last shit looked like a big question mark. It was a light brown and very firm and consistent consistency i mean come on all right sure i can't focus it's a condition which means it's not my fault because i'm a millennial i care enough to deliberately come across like i don't care at all that's how much i don't care awkward i love using one word retorts instead of stringing together an actual sentence comprised of coherent thoughts IDK. i also feel like they help show my huge depth of character 
my dating life is on point. I have no problem getting the courage to ask a woman out on Tinder. And there's no question that the best way to create a deep, heartfelt connection with someone is to connect to their online dating profile while I'm hiding behind the keyboard. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this seems to be a real big problem in the, in the millennial world. And unfortunately, it seems to have caught up with some of us that are just a tad bit older than them. Ghosting. Ghosting is the worst one. No, oh, the fuck out of me. It is. It, it's completely rude and shows that you have no fucking character. For you to set up a date with somebody and then sit there and wait for them to show up before you decide whether or not you want to talk to them. And if you don't, you just leave. Fuck, grow a pair and go over and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Get to know them and say, oh, it was very nice meeting you. I'm... Don't think I'm interested, but thank you very much. Yeah, well, I've got I've got some actual personal experience on this one because you know, as as is known to most everyone that knows me, I uh, became single in recent months, and I decided to explore the online dating area. I have since deleted my online dating profiles because I realized it's uh, a crapshoot and it's just a nightmare for people who don't know how to fucking text. At any rate, I got both ghosted and properly blown off by a woman it's okay to be blown off i don't mind being blown off but she was she was respectful enough to give me a phone call and say hey look i met someone else that i'm more interested in i, I i'm gonna you know we're gonna cancel on the date i've made with you she's like hey i can understand that i can respect that it shows respect for it your show, fellow it, human it shows respect for fellow humans you know and and if a guy can't handle that kind of rejection well he's fucked up anyway it, it kind of sucks but it's part of the life of being a single male anyway i'd set up another date with another woman and all the way up until an hour before the date i'd i'd gone out to go there i didn't bother to check it the hour before i'd confirmed it the day before and i was like okay it's all good I went in there, I was there like 15 minutes earlier or so, and I'm sitting down, relaxing, waiting. And I go, I went to check to to look on some details, and I realized her entire dating profile had vanished. So I couldn't even look up the text conversation that we'd had. And then she didn't call or contact or anything else. That is ghosting. Maybe her it husband just, found out. It could be her husband found out. I but, have no idea. But that's okay. still that's still rude and fucking inconsiderate. Then you've got other sites like Ashley Madison. Which, you know which contained about 90% men, I believe. Yeah. And Ashley Madison is for couples who are in open relationships or people who just want to have an affair. That okay. was their life. It, it's there for people to hook up. Okay. You're there to hook up and fuck. And, you know, people on there, some of them are very honest and saying, look, I'm in, an, in a relationship. I love this person very much, but sexually, they're just not doing it for me anymore, and we don't have sex. I know people who are married, they sleep in separate rooms, yeah, well, they have different, they have a sex life outside of their marriage, but they still love the other person deeply. That happens, and yeah. that works if people can work that way. So let's continue on here. As a millennial, I like to do a little microdosing and talk about the future of VR. I'm so engaged in this reality that I've basically conquered it all. I mean, I have seen almost every episode of every reality TV show, so there's nothing left for me to experience in this reality. So I need virtual reality to bring me my next conquest. Reality I've also TV progressed sucks. my linguistic abilities to the point that now I mostly don't say actual words. I just say letters that stand for words. 
LOL, LMFAO, WTF, OMG, OMFG, OMMFG, OMMFGD. It's a form of spelling that doesn't require any knowledge in knowing how to read. And it suggests that I put so little effort into saying what I'm saying that I don't even say the words that I'm saying. I just say the letters that say the words that I'm not saying. As a millennial, I just want to make an impact on this world. What were we talking about again? <laughs> That's about the attention span of most millennials. That's about the attention span of most millennials. Two yeah. minutes long. And we turned it into a five-minute video. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, so our next video up is by Philip DeFranco. Now, Philip DeFranco, if you don't know him, he commentates much like we do. And he is no bullshit. He just tells it as he sees it. Whether you agree with him or not, he calls it as he sees it. Now... For those of you who don't know, if you shoplift, you're committing a criminal act. The loss prevention officers in Canada, at least, are not only responsible for arresting you, but they have certain legal rights. They can detain you. If you resist, they can forcibly detain you. And there's a video that uh, Philip DeFranco talks about where this girl stole a chocolate bar, then took a swing at the security officer when he tried to arrest her. Now she's committed a felony. In, in BC, at least, if you swing at a security guard, it's the same charge as hitting a police officer. Did you know that? No, I wasn't aware of that. It's um, assault on a peace officer. So if you're going to go and shoplift and you're going to take a swing at the security guy when he tries to detain you, you're might as well take a swing at the cops, too, because it's the same fucking charge. Well, you might as well go, but, go, for, go for broke, then. But people are up in arms that the security guy okay. detained this girl. Do we want to run this video? Um, no, it, it's almost five minutes long. We'll let them check it out for themselves and make your comments on our post about it. There you go. Go check it out on our Facebook page. Um, okay, next video down is Paganism Growing in the U.S. Army, Choose Your Own Gods. And people are up in arms because they're allowing pagans to worship the gods that they want. Oh my God, you know, they can't do that. What, whatever happened to one nation under God? It's still Define under God, God, just not the same God. Define you, God. You're letting, you're letting, you let, you let, um, they let uh, um, Muslims be, yeah. have their prayers in the, yep. in the military. Come on. Okay. We're just, I want to go through this quickly. Okay. Um. If some can do this, why not The Rock? He's officially been filed for the 2020 presidential campaign. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> I would love to see this man win. He couldn't be any worse than fucking Trump. Fuck no. He's about his, he's, actually, I think he's more qualified. Uh, well, um, he, he's been a governor, hasn't he? The Rock, no. Oh, no. somebody else. Je that was Jesse Ventura. Oh, okay. Um, okay, next one down. Some eye candy for you. Now, this one we're going to go through. All right. The 15 hottest female comedians that you wouldn't mind getting up to funny business with. Now, they go All through right, let's go open up the, article. the top 15 hottest comedians, okay? Um, Nikki Glacier, okay? Blonde, kind of hot, you know? Um, she's been on the comedy scene since she was 18. She's regarded as one of America's best 
and hottest, of course, comics. Okay, well, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just let's go through it. Okay. Nicole Arbor. Nicole Arbor, beautiful Canadian. Hmm. Oh, the things I would love to do to this woman. Look at those fangs on her, man. Oh, yeah. She is absolutely those are, hot. Those are like actual fangs. But you know what? She's hot. Oh, She knows not. she's hot, but she jokes about being hot. Well, that's probably part of her stick. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so she's got a YouTube channel. Check it out. She's hilarious. Chelsea Peretti, number 13. Yeah, I'd say she's kind of hot. She's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, yeah, she's pretty decent. But she's a regular cast member on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And because of that, her popularity is shot through the roof. Number 12, Ilza Schlesinger. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, I don't really They're give a fuck. Obviously not feminist comics. No. Oh, fuck no. They you joke ever, about you feminism. Ever, you ever notice the feminist comics are not always all that great looking, such as, uh, what's her fucking name? From? Wendy Chow? Well, there's another one, too. Or Cho? I can't remember. Anyway, but the non-feminist comics? Fuck. Sarah Silverman. Oh, yeah. Sarah Silverman's nice. Yeah, she's hot. Um, Whitney Cummings. Uh, that, there's just so much you could say about that last name. Yes. <laughs> I could make Whitney Cummings a lot. <laughs> Natasha Leggero. Yeah. I like that outfit. Mm -hmm. um, Rachel Feinstein. Um, they say that there aren't many hotter than Rachel Feinstein. She's a brunette bombshell. If ever there was one, she has a look that that smile, oh, that smile, and the body to match, making her, without a doubt, one of the hottest comedians on stage. Yasmin Ak Akram. Um, she was born in United Arab Emirates of Pakistani origin. She's smoking hot and um, deaf. I know who I'm going to be thinking about later tonight. There you go. <clears throat> Aisha Tyler. She's smoking hot. You know, um, there's not much more I can say about her. Cause, damn. Nikki Cox. Nice Hello, outfit. Nikki. Yeah, nice outfit. And again, last name that begs to have jokes made about it. And yeah, I bet that she outfit, uses that. Uh, that outfit, oh, damn. Aisling um, B. Bo. B. 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 Okay. B. Kind of hot. Um, yeah. the, from a photographic point of view, the picturing could be more flattering. The picture could be more flattering of her. Yeah. I don't like the pose she's in, but you know, she got gorgeous eyes. And what I really like about a lot of these comics is they have such a fantastic mind as well. I mean, you, you win me over in the mind, you make me think, and you you've got to, me. You don't get to be a comic without having a good mind. You got to read yeah. a lot. Ronnie and Kona. Okay. She's. She's Scottish. Um, I don't know if that's a pro or con. Um, but she's hot. That's a pro. That's it, definitely it, a pro. Everyone well, Scottish. She, she's from Northern England, so we'll, we'll call no, it a no, that. No, she's from Scotland. Northern England. Anything north of Hadrian's Wall is Northern England. It's Scotland. Catherine Ryan. Bloody Brits need to stay south where you belong. This girl has got gorgeous blue eyes, and they're such like a beautiful oh, God, shade of blue. Definitely nice blue eyes. Oh, yeah. And I haven't even... Whoa, Hello. Great cleavage, too. Oh, well, you know. And yes, we're male chauvinist pigs. And April Macy. Oh, oh, hot redhead. redhead. The redhead. And I love that dress that she's almost wearing. Now, 
the dress that's barely holding in her boobs. Yeah. Now, along this theme, okay, I found another link. A female golfer is driving the internet crazy. The LPGA wants to ban her clothes. She used to be a gymnast. She's got a hell of a swing. She's enough to make me watch golf. And I fucking hate golf. But, I mean, you look at this chick, and she's stunning. Beautiful blonde. And I'm, I'm more of a redheaded fan. But she's a gorgeous blonde. She's got a great body. She obviously works hard at keeping that body. And eyes that would fucking melt icebergs. And, uh, whoa, hello. Some selfies that she's taken are great. There's 16 pages of her, and that ass is phenomenal. Being a gymnast, I suspect she works damn hard at keeping that no, ass no, like I that. Don't, I don't have the link to the golfers. So. No, um, <clears throat> hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you. Yeah, well, let's not worry about it. Let's move okay. on. Well, okay, so let's right, see. That so leaves... That, that covers up all the politicocks. <laughs> So, let's, shall we go on to global warming? I'm not ready for or global feminism. Let's, let's, on, on what? Feminism. Let's go to feminism. Oh, We're not going God. into global warming yet because I don't have all my arguments in, in, in a row yet there. i got more <laughs> research to do on the global warming stuff. But there's something directed at you on our Facebook page, the Statue of Liberty. Did you read the caption I put on it? No, I missed the caption. Okay, the caption for it is... My co-host is a fool that doesn't believe in global warming. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's a great picture. I love the picture. It's hilarious. So many people are going to be offended by that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. More offense, the better. Yeah. All right. Feminism. Where do oh. we dig this hole for feminism? <laughs> Out and back 40? No, that's a good place to start, but... So... Oh, let's start with this one. I'm done pretending men are safe. This is oh. from a feminist writer, and I feel so fucking sorry for her sons. Okay? <laughs> this one here, a feminist writer, has written an article titled, I'm done pretending men are safe, even my sons. It's like, all right. That one, that just the title alone caught my attention. because They... You know, this woman is going to make some therapists very rich people. She's probably already making the therapists very rich because she's been around for quite some time. Yeah, well, her, because of her kids needing the, the <clears throat> therapy, she's going to make more or even richer. Well, we'll, we'll start with the first, uh, first paragraph in this. Here's what she has to say. I have two sons. They are strong and compassionate. The kind of boys other parents are glad to meet when their daughters bring them home for dinner. They are good boys in the way that good boys are, but they are not safe boys. I am starting to believe there's no such thing. Like, what? You, you have no faith in your own boys? You, you're, it means you have no faith in your parenting. Yeah, well, it, gets, it goes on for worse. It, she wrote an essay in the Washington Post last year during the height of the Brock Turner case about her sons and rape culture. And in that essay, I briefly read it, and it talks about how she believes her sons can be rapists. And it's like, this is the kind of shit you put out there? You know, and she goes on to say she was she was sure she 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 sure most parents grapple raising sons in the midst of rape culture. Well, there is no fucking rape culture. Not here. You want rape culture? Go to the Middle East. There they have rape culture. Here we put rapists in jail. That's it. No rape culture. 
Okay, the essay went semi-viral, and for the first time, her sons encountered her words about them from their friends' phones, teachers, computers, and even overheard them discussed by strangers in crowded metro buses. It's one thing to be agreed to be written about in relative obscurity, and quite another to have their words intrude upon her words intrude upon their daily lives. And one of her sons was hurt by her words. Really? Duh. It's like, how could he not be hurt by your words? You stupid suants. He doesn't understand why I lumped him and his brother together in my essay. He sees himself as the good one, the one who is sensitive and thoughtful, who listens instead of reacts. He doesn't understand that even quiet misogyny is misogyny, and that, all not, that not all sexists sound like Twitter trolls. He's angry at me now, and although he won't admit that, his anger has led him to conservative websites and YouTube channels, places where he can surround himself with the righteous indignation against feminists and tell him and tell himself it's ungrateful women like me who are the problem. Well, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think it's women like her. That are the problem. Yes, definitely the problem. Well, and this goes on and on. And the other article is really quite a bit of a more mess uh, along the same line. But the thing is, is why her son is digging for this stuff? He's trying to understand. He's uh, and, and you find out their ages. They are um, 13 and 16 years old. And I think the one she talks about here is her oldest, the 16-year-old. Well, he's trying to figure out how to be a fucking man. And I'm not sure. I can't gather it from her stuff. Oh, no, here it is. In here. As a single mother. So, obviously, she has no male figure around to show him how to be a man. He's got to figure this one out on his own. Women cannot teach men how to be men. It just cannot be done. I don't give a shit how much they say they can. A woman cannot teach a, man, a boy how to be a man. No, and that's why you have these organizations like Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Yeah, they need to, he needs to get around a man to teach him how to be a man. And your feminist trollings about how all men rape and how all men are in a rape culture and how all men are misogyny. Now there is other bits in here where she talks about the he talks about these things if he doesn't if he doesn't shut down boy talk in the locker room where they're talking about girls or maybe even making some you know sly comments about them that it's all misogyny and uh, and rape culture talk. Well it's not. It's how people learn things or how men learn to be men is by figuring out what they're going to do. Just because someone says something doesn't mean they act on it. But women never do that kind of thing. They never talk about how hot a guy is. No. And women never go to strippers. That's and actually, that's sarcasm, folks. It's sarcasm. Having been a male stripper, women are worse oh, fuck. at the strip joint than male men are. That's because they, th they, they think they can get away with more and they do get away with more. They do, but... Okay, now I'm going to share a little bit of personal history with you. That might be too much information, but I don't give a fuck. I was dancing one night. My shtick for this one routine was I came out with a headset on, and I had a version of Closer with no lyrics, and I sung the lyrics. Now, this was back when the American dollar was worth a fuck of a lot more than it is now. And there's this woman waving two American 50s at me. Rules were, you can tuck them in the G-string anywhere but the front. She reached down my G-string and she grabbed hold. Her Ow. diamond ring had gotten turned around so that Ow. the diamond was facing inside. Ow. A doorman came running over, grabbed her wrist, and yanked. Ow. It took eight staples to Ow. close the wound. Ow. Men don't do this at strip clubs because they do, if they do, they know that they're going to get the shit kicked out of them by the fucking bouncers. You yeah. don't touch the women. They can touch you. You don't touch them. But I was off work for eight weeks. 
because of this. WCB in Ontario sent an adjudicator and purposely sent a hot female adjudicator. Mm, that up. was nice of them. And she said that she needed to see the, the injury. Of course, I dropped the trial. She goes, you don't have a problem with that? I said, lady, what do I do for a living? There you go. But, you know, women are worse. Women are far more sexist than men. Absolutely. But they don't, the, the extreme feminists don't bring this up well, because they, it's counterproductive to it, their agenda. It's counter to the narrative, man. Yeah. All right. Now, the wonderful thing is, is you'll notice something. The more I read feminist articles and when they're trying to make some point or they think they're making a point, they always jump into their dating life for some strange reason. And of course, she had to. We got to read this one bit, you know. She, oh, we'll finish this off. As a single mother, I sometimes wonder whether the real problem is that my sons have no role models for the type of men I hope they become. Pretty much what we just discussed. But when I look around at the men I know, I'm not sure a male partner would fit that role. Well, it doesn't have to be a male partner, silly. Maybe just a good quality man. But if you've got those kind of feminist issues, they're, the quality men usually run the other way. Now, where, where are these men? Who are these enlightened men? But not arrogant. Fuck woman where wh who are the feminists without self-congratulation well a feminist man is not a man let's face it and then she goes on if my son need, if my sons need role models they may have to become their own well that doesn't help them at all they need some decent role models anyway she writes i joined bumble recently after a six month six plus year break from dating I'm not overly interested in dating in the first place, but I'm starved for adult conversation, so dating feels like a necessary evil. Bumble, as I explained to my married friends, is like the feminist tender. Women have to initiate contact with the men, so at least there's no inbox full of dick pics every day. Well, that's probably true for them. I, I really do feel for women on that aspect from the idiots out there that send out the dick pics. But feminists or not, the men are no different from the men anywhere else, and I quickly felt deflated. If if the feminist men, the men who proudly declare their progressive politics and their fight for quality aren't safe, then what man is? No man, I fear. Well, honey, the men who proclaim that are usually the false men. The men who don't proclaim those things and talk like men are the men that you really want to look into. <clears throat> she, this woman is actually contradicting herself. Okay. Because she's looking for a man to fill her needs, but she doesn't want a man to fill her needs. She wants a fucking woman. automaton. <laughs> she wants a woman to fill her needs. Well, you know, if it's that bad, then maybe you need to look at what you're preaching yourself. You know, if you're if you're for equal rights, great. But well, any any normal. Mm -hmm reasonable human being is for equal rights but the sexes are not equal okay we are we are unequal in everything men and women now equal rights as far as access to things uh, to do things um, equal pay on and on yeah equal rights man equal to everything but men and women are not equal it is just the way we are made there is a massive imbalance in the sexes. And that massive imbalance carries throughout all of not just mankind, but animal kingdom. The sexes are completely unequal in all of the animal kingdom because each sex is designed to do specific things. You look at the raptors. 
okay, in the bird family. The females are larger and stronger than the males because they need to protect the chicks. They need to keep the chicks warm. They, the males also take an active role, which is great. You know, I think, I think we could learn a lot from nature. But uh, the raptors, nine, nine times out of ten, the females are larger because they need to do more. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us up to what I want to cover next. All right. Uh, the watch so much stupidity exposing just one feminist shoe ad. Oh. I watched this ad earlier. I watched it with my girlfriend. I hadn't actually watched this ad. Oh, run the ad. And we will run the ad. Let's bring it up here. <laughs> All right, give me a second here. Let's set it in place. And where'd the ad go? Dun, 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 dun. There's the ad right there. Off we go. See if we can avoid an ad this time on the ad. I always love it when there's ad when there's an ad on that. That's that's the ad. Yeah, hang on. Let's rewind that. Sound was off. All right. Listen up. There's still not equal pay for equal work anywhere in the world. Bullshit. And it seems most women are not even angry about it. But we should be. So let's set a new goal. From now on, equal pay is no longer enough. Because women need more. Our haircuts are more expensive. Our underwear is ridiculously more expensive. It's simply more expensive to be a woman than to be a man. Should we seriously get paid less than someone who applies body lotion to his face? He doesn't need a new outfit for every new occasion. He doesn't even know that the shoes make the outfit. Oh, the joy of choosing the right shoe. Fashion is expressing yourself. And what every stylish woman is expressing is that equal pay is not enough. Equal pay is not enough. Right? Okay, so... Oh, good God. Now, let's go through the points made on, on this article, okay? Then I'm going to add some of my own points. All right, we're going to... Yeah, we got to take this one. I, I didn't actually read The it. ad just, propagates common feminist myths. The gender pay gap is echoed in the ad. And, well, it's not a thing. It is definitely not a thing. Yeah. The pay gap it, does not exist. It's called capitalism. It was deal with the pay gap real quick you know the pay gap doesn't exist there is no such thing as unequal pay for equal work as much as you tried to make the point last episode that there is there isn't and it really it's a choice it that unequal pay gap never takes into the account that women generally work fewer hours they don't they don't work 80 hour weeks they don't change uh, chase after jobs that are higher paid they go into university and what do they take they take women's studies they don't take stem you know, they don't go after the higher paying training. They go after the jobs that pay lower on the whole. Now, and all across the board, this is it. So that's it on the pay gap. All right, move on. The ad calls for quasi-extra rights. The ad 
calls for more than equal pay. So-called feminists might laugh at this, but this is right in line with the modern feminist movement. Women don't want to be seen as equals anymore. They are victims who society must coddle. Take for an instance college campuses and the power women hold over potentially innocent men. One false accusation from a woman can can and has ruined man. Yet feminists aren't battling for reform in order to protect the rights of all on campus. Actually, what they're doing is they're battling to prevent that. Right now, one of the things that the Trump administration is doing is they're looking at removing Title IX from the universities of the states. I don't know if you want, you know what Title IX is? Nope. That was the rape shield laws or the rape laws that came into effect when during Obama's administration throughout college campuses that created this wave of women falsely accusing men and many men having their lives destroyed, being thrown out of university for a false accusation of rape, being unable to get into another. One of the things that's slowly starting to come through the courts now, since many of these cases occurred two and five years ago, they're starting to reach the high levels of the courts and the courts are finding in the man's favor and the woman is being having to pay out hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in reparation for the damage they did to this boy man when he was in college so and the uh, Trump administration is looking at removing that title nine so that's sort of changing but they're fighting actively against that okay so point number three violence is fine if it's stopping perceived oppression the yeah. shoe ad promotes violence by glorifying images of women trashing their male boss's car or even his face, since after all, he's oppressing them. Now, generally speaking, feminists are not perpetrators of violent acts. <clears throat> Have you killed a man today? If not, why not? Not <clears throat> all feminists no. are, but yes. But you can bet they advocate for them. Most of all, SJWs identify as feminists and frequently promote violence in the quest to... to purportedly eradicate evils such as conservative thinkers who are against the murder of unborn babies in the womb being allowed to speak on college campuses. Yes. And this uh, this one was played out uh, not long ago when uh, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos went to speak at um, Berkeley in California and the <clears throat> feminists who were so fearful of their lives because he was coming there to speak broke out in a fucking riot on the campus so much so that they that that they destroyed buildings my favorite was when they destroyed star destroyed the starbucks who is a massive feminist supporter i always love it when they destroy a, a starbucks the ad mocks men big time that ad mocks men okay now this is why i wanted to go to this one because it ties in exactly with what we were just talking about the i'm done pretending men are not evil and shit yeah. so it says why should we be paid less than someone who applies body lotion to his face, says the fem- feminist narrator. Now, this is actually a funny joke, but it's not a joke. Feminists often belittle and express their hatred for men merely for being men. In fact, a feminist who's often published in the freaking Washington Post recently wrote a blog where she publicly shamed her two sons as prospective rapists simply for being born males. No boys are safe boys, she explained. The article we just left. Yeah. While many feminists came out swinging at the ad, mostly because they were upset that the capitalists were cashing in on their sad movement, it actually does expose how stupid the movement is. Now, let's go to my points about this ad. Okay. She talks about our haircuts cost more. You know, no one's forcing you to go and get that, that haircut. No one's forcing you to go to a salon where you have to pay fucking $80 for a haircut. You can get it supercuts for fucking 15 Yes. Okay? No one's forcing you to do that. You're forcing yourself to do that. Your fashion statement, your fashion clothing, 
No one's forcing you to buy those designer clothes, you know? Even fucking Levi's are more expensive because of the brand name. Go and buy fucking no-name jeans, buy a no-name business suit if you wear a business suit. Nobody's forcing you to wear the fashion trend, okay? Nobody. They go on about equal pay is not enough, that they didn't demand more simply because they're women. Well, isn't that contradictory to what they're fighting for? Like, That is contradictory to what they're fighting for. It is. And the violence against men. I mean, fuck, come on. How more violent can you get? And it goes back to that. Have you killed a man today? If not, why not? Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on, bitch. And <clears throat> this ad, it's, it's disgusting. It's gut-wrenching. It makes me want to fucking vomit. Yeah, it's it's quite irritating. And, you know, as I said, I'm all for equal rights. Mm -hmm. Okay? All things being level, equal rights. Now, we know that the world is not level. The playing field is not even. Okay? Well, the playing field is not even in many areas. In in lots of areas, the playing field between men and women is quite even. Yes. And for those things, there should be... Equal pay. Everything yep. is equal pay. Yeah. If, 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 a, if a man, well, actually right now, um, a woman and a man in STEM fields, the woman gets paid more. Not to mention she gets, she gets hired twice as often as men do. And, uh, oh, this was another one. I don't have it here, but uh, I'll make sure the article comes up. But they did a study recently in Australia. I love this one because it proved the fact that what they wanted to do is they were trying to prove that if you removed all references to sex, anything that could indicate the sex of the person applying for a position, women would get hired more often than men. Or women and um, minorities would get hired more often than men, or even white men. Yeah. What they found, they actually had to throw it out because they found that wasn't the case. As soon as they removed all references to who it was and the application was based solely on the criteria of who was best for the job, who had the best credentials, experience, et cetera, et cetera, 80% of the time, it was the male who had those credentials. And that, and what they found out was like, oh, we can't do this because this would, this would skew our diversity uh, our diversity quotas. We can't do this. No, we can't. They had to throw it out, which is just proving the point that men go out there and do the shit it takes to get the job done. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to side with the feminists, some of the feminists on this. Side with the feminists on this one. I want to hear. For this ad, Bianco needs to be fucking publicly shamed and boycotted. But you said you are going to side with the feminists. Oh, yeah, because some of them are calling for the boycott of Bianco shoes. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, good for them. And I, I think it's great, and I agree with them, oh, but not go. for the same reasons. Well, as we go, if we scroll down here and we go look at some of the comments on this thing, you've got a, as a woman, I, was in, I am insulted by this vile ad. It serves nothing, yet shines a spotlight on all that is wrong with the newest feminist movement. We want all at any cost. Men need to be destroyed. And then it turns the corner about all the pretty, shiny Clothes and objects we need to. I don't know. I, I don't know. Get a man. Bizarre. <laughs> Since women are so oppressed and unpaid, I look forward to Bianco's announcements that they will be drastically reducing their prices. Mm. Um, no, not going to happen. It, it, some of these comments are fantastic. Sometimes and, uh, the comments are more entertaining than the articles. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, this is just remarkable. I especially like how the premise is that women need higher wages to support frivolous luxury spending, which they deem as being typical and congruous for, with being a woman. It's almost insulting to women from my vantage point. Plus, by this logic, I deserve to be paid more because I have an innate taste for sports cars. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's roll on from that one. <clears throat> oh man, that I when I even even my my girlfriend said I am so fucking insulted by this. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's let's jump on to one here of our favorite uh, Australian or Aussie feminist. Who's that? Clementine Ford. Yeah. Um, let's have you killed a man today? If yes. not, why not? But which which link is this? The Clementine. Shaped difference between speaking out and hate. I'm pretty sure this is the one where she's getting it. on her victim ba victimhood bandwagon. Boy, that's one horrid photo. She's like scary. Okay, um, let's go. All right, here. The one woman woe wagon has arrived to deliver a request on this fine Friday. Clementine Ford would like our sympathy in return for all the love, tenderness, respect, and heartfelt compassion she has gently gifted our fine country. She would like an inbox full of fondness and friendship. If that could be arranged rather than the current torrent of abuse she receives. This is the personal price I pay for speaking out online, writes Ford in the Fairfax chill in the Fairfax chip wrappers. Of and of course for those of you who don't know, especially any Americans, chip wrappers are newspapers. It's a British term for a newspaper. Yes, I know that. Well you did, but a lot of Americans wouldn't know that because you know fish and chips is a not a mainstay in the American diet. <clears throat> Their loss. Well, it, yeah, well, I hear that the British are having problems with their fish and chips. So, Anyway, of receiving criticism, she writes, We provoke it, we're told. Some of us are even accused of courting it. Deep breath, count to ten, and... My dear, do you provoke it? Running a brand emblazoned with the slogan, Kill all men, is provoking and courting hatred? No. Never. No one is going to feel sorry for you. When you, when you literally go to war every waking second with the other gender, it leaves one weary and skittish, she writes. This is strange, considering she tweeted, I've been offline all day and swimming in the East Vietnam Sea, but I wrote this with a link to promote her piece. Offline all day, swimming in the Vietnam Sea, you say? Well, that may well explain why one is weary. <laughs> Here's the truth about life. What you put out there, you'll receive. If you belch out hateful, spiteful, vicious language, you will attract similar language back. Well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> if you're going to decide that your message to women is fight like a girl, then in return, expect fighting talk back. Isn't it a crying shame that anyone who's making a profit from advertising people to advising. fight... Advising. Advising, sorry. Advising people to fight like anything? We're not meant to be at war. Men shouldn't be fighting women, and women shouldn't be fighting men. People write... A, obsessive blog posts about you because you have built a very dangerous platform with which cascades constant hostility. If the ongoing anguish she writes, of the ongoing anguish she writes, it's in the cost of knowing that, there, that the rules are different for you and always will be, that you must be composed at all times and never scrap in the muck laid down by your 
opponents because your moral purity is measured <laughs> differently to theirs. Almost choked there, folks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that, was a, that was a tough one to choke the, down. This is a woman who described another woman as a cunt on live TV. Yes. She whines about misinterpretation of the note Riley asking her friend if she'd killed any men today. Yet we all know if roles were reversed, she would have launched an online hate mob and set about ensuring that person was fired from their job. What you put out, you receive. She complains about this supposed mistrust, mistruth about her telling schoolboys about her telling schoolboys would grow up to be rapists. Yet her gender jihad declares men the enemy. You're at war. You've made that clear. You have no compassion for men. If you find yourself grimacing each time you open your mail, it's because you've created a terrifying voice that makes other human beings recoil. If you find yourself becoming more paranoid and fearful person, it's because you have invoked paranoia and fear into others. This hatred you receive is simply a reflection on you or of you. This is the cost, she writes, but I'm not done paying it yet. If one wishes to receive messages of unanimity and one might consider delivering a message of compassion rather than resentment, revenge and scorn. A little something for one to consider while one swims in the East Vietnam Sea. Oh, there's so much about this that makes my skin crawl. Well, this woman makes my skin crawl. Well, the, the sad thing is, is I feel sorry for the Australians that have to deal with her directly, but we have our own here in uh, in North America, and I don't have her name at the top of my head at the moment, though it should be there. Country McCunster? No, 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 no. It's, um... See, I'd like to see a feminist take that name and fucking own it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well... That's a, that's a, I suppose that's probably enough for her for this time around. Yeah. And here's one here. Let's get one up here for the women. It's called Why You Should Only Date Feminist Guys. Wow, you're in for some really bad sex. Uh oh, where is this one? Um. Okay, this is a Cosmopolitan article. Now, somewhere I have the... Uh, oh, wait, I have the counter to that after we get through. This is the Cosmo article. So this is the one that's being serious. Okay. First, we go with the one that's being serious. You got it? Yep. Okay. Why you should only date feminist guys from Cosmo. So they're giving women advice here. Okay. And we'll, we'll catch By first. Cosmo Frank. Well, why, whatever. No, it's written by a dude. <laughs> it's written by a dude. It's written by a dude. Of course. Yeah. So this, well, I'm not sure he's a dude. Maybe it's, well, he's got, he's got a fucking one of those, um, what the fuck do they call those beards? The, the, the lady beards? I don't know. <laughs> It's okay to have a beard, dude, but God, your beard just screams feminist. All right. You know those guys who post post women should stay in the kitchen jokes on Facebook? Well, sometimes. Because they think making a controversial statement is funny or who don't think any woman can fix a sink. Well, I know very few women that can fix a sink. Uh, they usually were raised by really intelligent fathers who taught them how to do handy stuff so they wouldn't have to depend on some poor douchebag. Um, anyway, or who have made claims that women can't be announcers on ESPN. Don't date those guys. They're all Sack Lodge, Brady Cooper from Wedding Crashers. Okay, whatever. All right, let's jump into it. Oh, where to start? Oh, wait a sec. Where's the list? <clears throat> I don't see a list. No, there isn't a list. All right, hang on. I guess you guys got to read through here. They, they they don't have this one. The next one has a listing out. A boyfriend who refuses to acknowledge the basic tenets of feminists won't side with you when you say no. When you say no one is listening to your ideas at work, 
He'll be a baby about going down on you, but don't feel like he's entitled to a blow. But feel like he's entitled to a blowjob. Uh, he didn't list it. He put him in the in the uh, thing here. Let's reread that one so it makes more sense. All right, <clears throat> back it up. So okay, maybe your boyfriend who says he's not a feminist just doesn't understand that feminism means women should be able to stay at home moms or CEO should be able to be stay at home moms or CEOs and make as much as their male counterparts. Well, they do. We've already discussed that. Okay. Maybe he associates the feminist label with the man hating, an idea invented by misogynists. Bullshit. To drag feminism through the mud. Not hard to do. If he doesn't get it, give him some required reading. He could start with Roxanne Gay's Bad Feminist. If he won't invest a whole book's worth of time, might I recommend following some celebrities who speak regularly about feminism? Azzy Ansari, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or Amy, that was Amy Poehler. Oh, fuck. Horrible comic. I've tried watching her shit a couple of times. Feminist gay Rosling, or Ryan Rosling. R Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I don't like him either. <laughs> and if he's still not on board, feel free to dump him. A boyfriend who refuses to acknowledge the basic tenets of feminist won't side with you when you say no one is listening to your ideas at work. That doesn't have to do with feminism. That just has to do with being a supporting boyfriend. You know what I That's say? That's a douchebag. You know what I say when she says that? What? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah, I wasn't listening. No, <laughs> you, 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 you support him. Yes. He'll be no. a big... Oh, this one here just annoys me. Well, hang on. I want to, want to cover something about this. Where he says, feminism means women should be able to be stay-at-home moms. I wonder if his his wife, or if, she, if he's married with kids, if she was a stay-at-home mom, or if he turned around and said, no, honey, you go and earn the extra money. I'll be a stay-at-home dad. Well, you know, that could happen. I doubt that it. That has nothing to do with feminism. No. All right, so he'll, be a, he'll be a he, baby. He's saying that women should be stay-at-home moms. No, he's saying that they should have the choice to be at stay-at-home moms or CEOs. But in a veiled way, he's saying that women should be stay-at-home moms. Well, in a veiled way. Anyway, he'll be a baby about going down on you, but feel like he's entitled to a blowjob. Well, if he's a baby about going down on you, dump him anyway. He doesn't know what to fucking do. You know what? He's useless in the bedroom. So, sometimes you go down and the taste is off, the smell is off. Well, that's occasionally. Let, let's not but go, then in, they, let's then not they, go they, into the Then they accuse you of being, about being a baby about it. No, 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 no. You just sit into the washroom and clean that thing up. <laughs> or, you make a, or you have a shower job and you <clears> clean <throat> that thing up. Just clean that fucking thing up. It's just dirty. You know, it happens during the course of a day. You guys got to make sure you catch it early in the morning or after you've had a shower in the evening, man. Come on, just make it clean. It's not like he's going to be an act and going to be an actively horrible demon who lock demon who locks you up and only lets you out to make casseroles. But feminist men will split chores with you and not feel emasculated because they got stuck doing the cooking or the cleaning. That has nothing to do with being a feminist male. That just happens to do with being a supporting partner, provided that the time is equally split or that, you know, you've got other things. There's a lot to that one. That one's a convoluted thing. I've been there. I've got tons of stories direct for myself for that. They're happy to be stay-at-home dads if you need to focus on your career. Oh, absolutely. Why not? But the problem is, is women tend to treat you lower when you become stay-at-home dads. What's more, research from Cornell University shows that equality in relationships makes both people happily, happier. Mo makes both people happier. Well, that one there, I've got to bring the studies forward that actually show that it doesn't. It creates other problems. 
and makes for a better sex life. Yeah, bullshit. And just because your feminist boyfriend isn't afraid to be progressive, that doesn't mean he has to be some specific nerdy scholarly, scholarly, scholarly brand of guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Feminists can be badass lumberjack men like the powerful woman-loving Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec Recreation or Metro like Schmidt from The New Girl. Seriously? Those are your examples? Or goofy as hell like Phil from Modern Family. Oh, God, fuck. Pick some real man, would you? <laughs> wanting, to be, wanting a feminist boyfriend doesn't even mean you need to run out and try to meet a guy at the Vagina Monologues. If you meet him there, you really don't want him. Feminist dudes are everywhere. Think of this as an asshole litmus test. Any guy who likes, who's like Peshaw Helna when asked about his views on feminists is probably an insecure idiot. No, he's probably more secure than the feminist dude who's so insecure he uses feminists to get in women's pants. I don't think that they're, that, that, I don't think that's anyone's type. Wow. Some of those things were a little bit difficult. Let's pull out the other article. Seven reasons why dating a feminist man truly sucks. This is the counter to that. Much more entertaining. Because they put it in a list for us to make it easier to read. Okay. Got it. All right. We'll start at the top. Mm. Cosmo Magazine is running an article encouraging women to date feminist men. Written by a man, of course. And I would like to take a moment to encourage women to think that one through. Dating a feminist man might boost your feminist street cred, but the actual dating part will suck. Here are seven reasons you should never ever even think about dating a man who claims to be a feminist. Let's grab... This one was written by a woman, by the way. Or at least a woman's name. Janet Bloomfield wrote this one. Go, Janet. All right. Number one, the sex will suck. He will embrace the yes means yes standard of sexual consent. And any hopes you have of coming home after a long shitty day at work to be swept off your feet by a man overcome with his lust for you can be dumped into a circular file right now. He will greet you at the door, notice that you're not in the best of moods, a good start I admit, and then launch into enthusiastic consent. May I place my arms around you and give you a consoling embrace? Are you comfortable with me kissing your cheek? May I assist you in removing your coat? This may involve some contact with the upper body portion with the upper portion of my body. Do you feel at ease with that? <laughs> By the time he has your coat off, you will, <laughs> you will want to punch him in the face. But because you believe in true equality, you will understand that violence against everyone is wrong, and you will refrain from doing so. The rest of the evening won't get better. By the time he requests permission to move your panties, you will be choking on disgust as you go to sleep on a couch. I like this woman. Okay, number two. Your confidence will plummet as he encourages you to wallow in your victimhood and blame everyone but yourself for your failures. When you start to talk about why your day was so shitty, he will nod sympathetically and, after obtaining consent, pat you on the back tenderly and make soothing affirmative noises as he search for someone to blame. He will agree <laughs> that it is the barista's fault you spilled latte all over that report you had to hand in to the senior management team because she made the coffee too hot. He will agree that the bitch in the next cubicle is vindictive and steals your ideas all the time. He will agree that nothing is ever your fault and in doing so, he will basically be saying that you are a child and your actions are futile and you might as well just give up now because there's no way you're strong enough and smart enough to navigate the world of grown-ups. <laughs> and number three. 
He will empower you by never letting you fall flat on your ass and you will never learn a goddamn thing. Your feminist boyfriend will be your constant crutch. He will be there to support you no matter how stupid or irrational or just plain idiotic your actions. He will never hold you accountable and will always make excuses for you. He will defend you from critics, even when the critics are your bosses and you screwed up big time. He will demand that everyone make allowances for you and your bad habits. You will become so ingrained that he will... Your bad habits will become so ingrained they will become second nature. He will accept you, sul you sulking and endlessly repeating the same stupid mistake, assuring you that everyone else is wrong and you are right. He will be supportive, loyal, and make sure you never grow or evolve as a person. So true. <clears throat> Number four, you will look like hell as he encourages you to reject patriarchal beauty standards. Your feminist boyfriend will encourage you to spend the 20 minutes you usually waste combing your hair and applying the bare minimum amount of makeup you need to look professionally groomed and polished in bed. He will go ahead and shave and keep his hair trimmed and neat, but that's just part of male privilege, and it's always the only and only misogyny to suggest that women need to meet similar standards. He will reassure you that hair and skin, sin, hair and sin oils are perfectly natural, and feminine odors are always pleasing, <laughs> except to those that generally genuinely hate women. Only insecure men are uncomfortable with a natural woman. <laughs> Your number five, your feminist boyfriend will want to share everything with you. No, no, seriously, everything. He will even have sympathy, menstrual cramps. Your feminist boyfriend will reject traditional masculine purist pursuits, pursuits such as any sports or entertainment that involves the glorification of violence or unrealistic body standards or the depi depiction of traditional gender roles. He will embrace My Little Pony and frown when you suggest playing Call of Duty. <clears throat> He will reject most movies and television shows as perpetuating harmful gender roles and promoting rape culture. And you will have to hide your Fifty Shades of Grey book under the mattress and sneak off on Sunday afternoons when he is volunteering at the homeless shelter to watch the latest Jennifer Aniston movie, which will probably suck as much as your boyfriend. Okay. Gotta take a exception to this Fifty Shades of Grey. It's... Everyone says, oh, it's such a wonderful book. It's actually crap. Oh, it is it, crap, but it's... It, it's not about BDSM at all. It is about abuse. Let, let, let's not get into what this book is about. The biggest thing mm. about this book, the reason it's popular, is it's literotica. It managed to hit mainstream, and it managed to be the most, the fastest-selling book after the fucking Bible. Okay. So many people come into the kink world now thinking that, oh, oh yeah, well, but that's, I... that's, that's irrelevant. Let's not even go there. That's not the relevant part. The relevant part of this book is it's the kind of book that turns on a woman's mind, gets her motor hot and running. Okay? Understand that. Let's go on to the next one. Okay, Number well, six. according to the next one, you, you're a feminist. He'll actually cut off your sentences, which you do all the time, and tell other people what your opinion is for you man. more often than an old-fashioned macho man will. Your feminist boyfriend will know all the talking points and will insert himself into any conversation with catchphrases like wage cap and heteronormativity Normality, norm, normativity, and cisgendered and privilege. And when you fail to make mention of these important issues yourself, he will finish his sentences for you because he knows exactly how you feel on every subject and wants to show his support and admiration for you. You will really want to punch him now and you might question whether some people really are asking for it. <laughs> And finally, number seven, 
you will be a sad, lonely, cranky, selfish, teeter on the, teetering on the edge of insanity basket case when he leaves you for that hot chick in tight yoga pants who knows how to cook. Eventually, your feminist boyfriend will decide adults are way more fun to hang around with than giant toddlers who have tantrums and blame everybody else for their problems. Adults who understand how human sexuality works and who respect the difference between, differences between men and women are also a lot more fun to fuck. You will watch him throw his arm around her without asking first, steer her down the street towards the theater playing the latest film of the patriarchy, and sigh and wonder where all the good men have gone. And maybe, just maybe, one day you'll realize the good men haven't gone anywhere. They just don't want anything to do with you. Okay. Um, I want to go to another study. We're, we're talking about studies, and I haven't posted this one. Well, I need the, I need the link here. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. But this is a study done on... Oh, fuck off. Come on. Oh, we gotta wrap this up, man. We've been yeah. at this two hours. Okay, so there's the link, and it's polyamorous couples. It's about polyamory, okay? And surprising conclusion from the biggest polyamory survey ever, and it state goes on to state why and how they've proven that people who are polyamorous have better relationships with their primary partners. It's more open, more honest, more down to earth. Mm. You don't have fucking secrets from one another. Yeah, you do. Everyone's got secrets. Um, no. I, I don't think I've got any secrets. I think I tell my partner everything. And we're, we're in a, <laughs> what I like to call a monopoly relationship. Okay, I'm polyamorous. She's monoamorous. Okay. Now, for those of you who don't know what polyamory means, it means that you feel that the human is capable of having a loving, trusting, sexual relationship with more than one partner. You have a primary partner, but you also have other relationships aside from that. Okay? Whether it be sexual or non-sexual, you have these relationships outside of that. We'll post a link on the site. Read it. Draw your own conclusions. Okay, so yeah, we do need to wrap this up because I've got a date with my partner tonight and I told her I'd be home close to nine. So, well, a little over that now. So anyway, wrap this up and that's all we've got for you this week. Next week, we'll try to get uh, into more stuff and little by little, this thing's going to come together and it's going to be even much more enjoyable of a show. So... <clears throat> We'll just close this out with the Bing Bong song. Off we go. Oh, fuck the Bing Bong song. And remember, support the troops. That's all we got for you now. Take care. Bye-bye.